Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 207. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by going like a bat out of hell. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We've got another super exciting patron sent in deck that features a card that I have been itching to play for months, but I can't get my goddamn hands on one. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about some orders. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to talk about something that I think will impact the future of EDH going forward, period. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsor, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And I don't know what you're talking about when you say some of that stuff. I only have what I have and what I talked about a little bit in the pre-show yesterday. I will say, however, though, if you wanted to go over to FusionGamingOnline.com, use exclusive promo code CCOFUSION5, all caps, no spaces, just type it in, all caps. You can get yourself a Zerzoth. They have one. Just one. They have one right now. And it's Zerzoth, by the way. That's what we're doing today. Oh, yeah. Cats out of the fucking bag now. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> we're doing the Zerzoth Chaos Rider, who is a 2-3 devil for red 2. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you get a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token with when this creature eats shit, it won something. And whenever one or more devils you control attack one or more players, you and those players each draw a card, then discard a card at random. So, wow, fuck. That does a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So, it's it's a it's a 2-3 three for 3. Fine. Whenever we attack, what does this card even do? Whenever it attacks, <laughs> we and whoever we're attacking each draw a card and okay. then discard a card at random. Okay. And then whenever an opponent draws their first card of a turn, as long as it's somebody else's turn yes. we get a devil yes as long as it's not our turn if they draw cards they we get a devil very cool in in multiplayer okay. EDH yeah like oh at the end of turn I'll brainstorm like, oh, yeah yeah you, I'll give you the old red devil <laughs> yeah okay he's very cool I actually my before I uninstalled arena good <laughs> vibe good vibe I uninstalled arena no and you was, didn't and it was based on one tweet that I saw and the tweet was, I forget who it was from, and I'm very sorry if anybody knows, comment down below on the video so that people can can see this. It said, hey, everyone, if you're not having fun in a game, it's okay to concede. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had fun, actual fun playing Arena since I crashed it playing my mutate pile with a scoot swarm. <laughs> I Fuck. saw that tweet, too. Fuck this. I'm uninstalling it. And I did. So I'm clean now, but of course now I can't play Magic every day. So if anybody needs a fourth for games, you gotta hit me up because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm oh, gonna go through withdrawals hey, right away. And did you see that Evan, Fu Evan, made a, a find VEDH games channel in our Discord? I did. Yeah, and I think it's it's active. There's there's a certain bot or something you can type something in and it just like puts something out like for people looking for games. Like it's it's a little bit automated, but I don't know how to use it. I gotta learn that from Evan, but. Speaking of Evan, speaking of the Discord, it is one of the benefits to becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. This is a patron deck today, and I wanted to take a minute, and I didn't tell you this. I, I told you in the pre-show that it's my kid's birthday today. Yeah. It's turning three. Happy birthday, Valor. Yeah, and we don't have any new patrons to shout out this week, but I want to send sh a shout out to all of the patrons because you guys made the last, get this, 
over three years possible. If you'll remember on episode like four or six of CCO, I actually announced that me and Rebecca were having a baby on air to you. Yeah, that was the commie of the butt crack episode. Was I'll that never, it? I'll never forget that. We were sitting on the other side of the glass over there. Yeah. It was a day just like today. Yep. Man, some, our, some random morning. Yeah. I'll never forget that. It was a big moment. Yeah. So the last three years, my kid's three now. He's got a monster truck cake. Wow. Yeah, that's and he'll, he's going to know it's a monster truck cake, and he might remember that he had a monster truck cake. Yeah, oh, yeah, he definitely will. He's got a great memory. Hells yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I remembered stuff when I was little, too, but yeah. now I don't remember lots of the stuff when I was little. But he's got, he's got his own thoughts now, right? He just comes up with things organically, like, or he'll have questions just organically. Like, I'm not leading him into anything, and I'm not telling him yes or no, or just, like, he'll say something now that's like, hey, thought of that like out of your own brain <laughs> good job where'd that come from val my brain i'm gonna <laughs> give you the finger <laughs> well you know we've got this like little trifold anatomy book that just like because that's what we were in school for and he, we've, we've got this this book it folds open and it's like a skeleton a nervous system it's got a heart a brain a oh, like sweet. yeah like all of the, like anatomy stuff in this Can thing i have it well, you can look at it if you come to the party today. Valor okay. will tell you all about it because he knows everything. <laughs> that's the brain. That's the heart. That's the liver. He knows all the different parts of the inside of a body, right? Man, I don't even know that. <laughs> the best part is he's got his own little magic card collection. I gave him like a booster box and it's full of cards now. <laughs> and all, only cards with animals on them, right? Of Birds course. and pigs and dinosaurs. and Oh, shit, yeah. And zombies. He knows that zombies eat brains. So well, when, yeah. he, when he looks at the brain on our anatomy book, he's like, there's the there's the brain. Hopefully zombies don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's turning three, well, tomorrow, but his birthday's today. So yeah, happy birthday. If you ever listen to this when you're old, like me, maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll find it funny. I hope so. Hopefully our, our humor will, will last the ages. Yeah. And people will look Timeless, back and timeless humor. Like, uh, what, what's, a ha- what, what's something that's old that's super funny? Still. Happy Home Alone. Gilmore? Home Alone. Home Alone? Yeah. Home, will Home Alone ever not be funny? Not a chance. Like me, that- me and my brother, who's 10 years younger than me, and my sister's husband, who's 10 years older than me, 12 years older than me, we made a Home Alone joke yesterday when we were moving my parents. Oh, and I made the joke, and all of all three of them finished the joke, and even my dad got the reference. Wow. And yeah. then did they laugh, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hard that's, they laugh. That's key. Fuck yeah. Was it something to do with Marv stepping on that nail? Because that's my favorite part. That uh, and Joe Pesci oh, getting the blowtorch on his head. No, you know what it was? Part. You know what it was? We were moving like this gigantic metal thing full of like bolts, like big bolts and nuts. And they were carrying it, carrying it, and they tipped it back upright. And it was like, <laughs> and then they fucking slammed it down on the trailer and pushed it. <laughs> And then once it got into place, I was like, that's the sound of a tool chest. And then all falling three of them the falling down the stairs. They all got it. Then my, my brother-in-law was like, with his nose to straighten it. Fuck, man. It was that's timeless. Even, that's Home Alone 2, dude. Yeah, that's a sequel. Jesus. That's goddamn one of the best sequels of all time. Oh, let me blow it up on you, though. Let me blow it up. You know who's in Home Alone 2? <laughs> Donald Trump. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know what? Lots of network TVs actually cut out the Donald Trump scene, not for political purposes. They say for time purposes. And then Donald Trump goes on Twitter. He's like, really? I was in it for like five seconds. You cut that part out? <laughs> <laughs> Although I think there's a, I guess, I was going to say there's, a, there's like a law or a rule or something that when you're a president or you're a like a government official, 
you can't appear as anything but yourself on screen. So oh, I mean, yeah. maybe that has something. Yeah, like that's why Arnie couldn't like actually be in Terminator while he was the government of, governor of California. It wasn't because he didn't want to be. It's because he couldn't be because there's some kind of oh. a rule. If oh. you're in the States, you probably know this better than I do, but I think that's... I read that somewhere. Who doesn't want to be the Terminator? Right? I'd much, well, I'd much rather be the Terminator than the Governator. Or Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Next level. What if Donald Trump is the Terminator? Might be. Might be. You know, dude, 2020 is not over yet. Oh, no. Okay, there's a, we got a long way to go yet, baby. Oh, how sweet would transform oh. cards be if there was like a creature and then just on the back was just a Terminator, like was a T eight hundred on the other side? Yeah, or 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 like a like a a metal fucking endoskeleton of whatever the creature was. That too. Or you yeah. could have zombies where you could see some of their fucking Terminator flesh underneath. Oh, oh a, fuck! Wizards is gonna take oh, that. Son of a bitch! They're gonna take it. Their next crossover yeah. is gonna be Terminator. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that sorry. Was, that was us. Yeah. Whoops. So, anyways, big thanks to all the patrons. You guys made it all possible the last three years. You've, you've, um, my my entire kid's life, has pretty much has been, has been, within the the time that CCO has existed. So that's yeah. special. Big shout out to Gary Hewitt. That is Gary Halfwit on the Discord for the deck. He is who is he on on? He's G Max One Hundred One. G Max One Hundred One. An architect. Dot com where he has provided us with both the deck and a plethora of custom categories, one of which is named after your boy here. Yeah, that's right. The deck, Back Out of Hell, and the hint was the, the Altered Art Bad Out of Hell album cover that I did is on a Zerzoth. So that's what the hint, there's where the hint came from. And of course, link to link to the Commander Ed Populum Twitter will be in the show notes with Brando Does Stuff link as well. Those are our solo channels. You can check those out. Did you do back back out of or back to hell or bat out of hell? Bat out of hell, where he's like Wah! on the dirt bike or on the motorbike, come out with a big bat behind him. Oh, that's pretty good too. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I actually like the back to hell one a little better, but I understand that out of hell is more iconic yes. and more su- like suiting of what the deck does. Yes. Well, maybe 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 Gary will come back to me one time. and We'll get the other album cover on another card in the deck. Maybe like a, a hidden commander or an important card to the strategy. Maybe we can identify one for him. Maybe in February of 2022 when Commander Legends actually is released, maybe there'll be another cool legendary devil that you could like. Oh yeah, dude. There, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, and I think there might be. If there's not, there might be one in the, when we go back to Innistrad. I know it's werewolves and vampires, but there might be a devil. There could be devils. Yeah, there could be devils. People call vampires devils all the time. Yeah, I and think... if there was a devil vampire, there would be so many raging hard-ons in the magic community that people would just think they have to print it now. Yes. And there's going to be a bunch of fucking vampires that are only coming in foil and only the skin that'll only like glow under daylight. Oh like in, man, like that'd be Twilight. cool. That'd be cool if you're an outside vampire and there was a special foil printing that that only the vampire was foil. <laughs> There's the next crossover. They're gonna do all the Twilight vampires. Oh, vampires. <laughs> Sorry you, guys, that's another one. Sorry. Can you like again? We're making jokes out of the Fallout that's just been devastating the community. But like, can you imagine if they did a fucking Twilight crossover for Return to Strat? Can you imagine I'm, it? I'm not super interested. in oh, that. Oh my god, that would be just. Oh, I can't I, I imagine would, it. I would like to see maybe like a like a classic uh, classic literature crossover because I think there's enough there's definitely enough there and I think that the tropes are so on the nose in Innistrad like there is a Dracula or or there could be a Dracula in in 
in Estrad, mm. and on the other side or the alternate art could actually be Dracula or Nosferatu. That'd be right? cool. Nosferatu came over from wherever to America, right, on a boat or something, right? Yeah. And you could have the alternate art be Nosferatu, very uh, uh, iconic. I've seen that movie. What? What the fuck? How is that a thing? Did I you don't to watch know. it for class or something? No, did, I watched did, it when I lived in Calgary. Did you borrow it on VHS from the library? No, it's on YouTube. Oh, there you go. I just watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you could have you could have American Werewolf in Paris. You could have uh, Cthulhu, right? Like be if Emmerquill came back ever or whatever. You could do those kinds of things. Yeah. And uh, hypothetically if they didn't want to pay rights for any of that shit, which I don't think they'd have to cuz I think it's all public domain now. They also own enough. They own Ravenloft. It's a campaign setting. It's D and D. Everybody loves D and D. They have Strahd. They have oh yeah, you'll Doctor you'll, Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They have all of that. Oh, shit. there's another one. Yeah, and Jekyll people, and Hyde. And people would immediately recognize all of the classic tropes because most of the Ravenloft stories are. I don't want to say lifted from those classic monster movies. No, but they but lend they, fucking are. they lend their themes and and loose loose character representation and stuff, right? Yeah, and then they tie them into the Dungeons and Dragons mythos. In, yeah, in a that's really cool. Neat way. I so like that. That would be I'd a cool return to Innistrad for like showcase and stuff, and you could have old old style like Victorian style art or or that'd be neat, man. Even even and get this and this. No, magic magic art like the the digital art magic art realism phase that we're in now, you could totally transform a lot of magic art on showcase cards for something like Innistrad to like Renaissance <clears throat> Renaissance style paintings. Oh, that'd be cool. Or or uh, I, I guess it's Renaissance when you look at like the roof of the Sistine Chapel and stuff. You could have art like that on showcase cards in in Innistrad, and you could lend that to all of their their churches and basilicas having that kind of art displayed in it oh, or cool. stone carvings marble statues i know they did marble statues for theros yeah but, and they look like ass fuck those yeah but you could do like better than that <laughs> do better than that right <laughs> that'd be cool i but, would dig that i'd be into that yeah, so hopefully wizard cool. steals that one and not the other things that we've talked yeah, about not not twilight maybe terminator that'd be cool yeah terminator would be okay so let's let's talk about this deck today this is this is an agro deck zerzoth we're hitting people so they draw cards so we get devils. Or we just make them draw cards. And then discard them at random. Yes. And we don't give a shit about that because we're playing a bunch of stuff that does not give a shit if I, we discard it. Yeah, I think that I think that the point is to make is to make them draw cards so we get devils so we can keep beating in. Are we gonna beat some wholesale ass today? Dude, we're, are, playing, we're playing mono red, are, man. Are we going to slap lips? Yes. Stomp dinks into the dirt? We will roll pipes up into puby playmats and wait for somebody out behind their house in the alley. When they take the garbage out, we're going to be fucking right there. Watch out, Max Crandell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to it. All right, we will start the deck. Where should we start, Ryan? We actually forgot to do something. <laughs> wait, hang on. Brando and Ryan forgot something? Well, no. mostly just me. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and you just forgot a bunch of other things that are not related to the show. I didn't even <laughs> remember to finish the story about Zerzoth and Arena that I started like <laughs> 20 minutes fuck? ago. And I just told everybody that I installed Arena. I play him in, I played him in Historic, and he's fucking awesome. Oh, good. That He's super good. So I have experience playing with him, and I know he's good. And I'm excited to talk about him later on in the show. And and random is important, you say, right? Yes, and random, discarding at random is brutal. Because your your opponents can't plan. 
Yeah. We play a redundancy of, of effects in this deck such that if we discard at random and then draw, or if, I don't know, if we wheel, we don't give a shit because we've got enough redundancies in what we're doing to be fine with with whatever plan we decided on we can continue on with that plan after we wheel or whatever but our opponents might not have that luxury yes okay so but what we forgot to do was announce the winner of the booster pack from the stinky onion bag sack of packs to crack Ooh. yeah last week's winner commented exactly the right combination of tana and singer the dark baron what on youtube matthew fuller that's meat flute, right? Sure. I think that's meat flute. I love a good meat flute. Don't Google that. Do not Google that. Mm -mm. Matthew Fuller, get at us, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando on Twitter. Let us know that you're the winner. You'd like a pack. Send us your up-to-date address or get at us, commandercookout at gmail.com with the same information. Yes. And Complete we'll contact info available at commandercookout.com. Oh, there it is. We got it all in. Okay, good. <laughs> we got there. Okay. Where do you want to start? The deck is all laid out custom categories, except randomly. I think there's one sorcery that didn't get put into a, uh, a custom category. What? Where is it? Oh, what the fuck? No, nah, it's not there. There's that, that's not real. Okay, maybe I... Oh, you know what? I think I organized my list a little bit differently when I was putting the show, show notes together. It's fine. Where do you want to start? Let's... I don't know. Let's start with the ramp. Let's get ramp out of the way. Ramp out of the way. Let's Got get it out of the way. We're playing Battle Hymn, Braid of Fire, Jaya Ballard, Mana Geyser, Pyretic Ritual. Rite of Flame, Ruby Medallion, Runaway Steamkin, Seething Song, Vessel of Volatility, which we're going to talk about, Pyromancer's Goggles, which we're going to talk about, and Mana Crypt, which I think we should talk about. Yeah, well, that's not even all of them. Like, the, you, you set a bunch of rituals, and essentially they're just instant speed or one-time effects, sorcery speed, whatever they are, one-time effects where we're spending a card and some mana to get more mana. Yeah, either two for three or... Three for five. Battle him is is a is a, a red for each creature you control. Yep. And when we have token devils, that is going to be a powerful card because if, yep. if if we spend two and we get six or seven mana out of that, Ooh. that's lots. Yeah, that that's is a solid. that's a big one. Yeah, braid of fire. One, uh, it's like a red mana every upkeep, right? Yep. Of course, you can, unless you have another particular card that we'll talk about later. That red mana goes away during your upkeeps. So you can really only use it to play instants. I've had a couple of people ask me why that card is even sort of good because it is the reason is it's good is it's a bunch of free mana and since mana burn doesn't exist anymore there's no reason to not have it yeah if you're playing a bunch of instants yeah it's, it's important to note yeah yeah okay so you said you wanted to talk about vessel of volatility vessel of volatility give, is a give it a read give it a read i've never seen this card before Really? That happens sometimes. Yeah, like it's one of those cards that just totally slipped under my radar. It was a part of a cycle of of common enchantments from Eldritch Moon. And Eldritch Moon was kind of when I, I was not away from the game, but I wasn't buying cards that much. Okay. So a lot of stuff from the second Innistrad set I just don't have a lot of familiarity with just because I was focused on other stuff at the time. But, I gotcha. So it's red one for an enchantment that gives you, you pay red one and sack it to get four red. That's cool. It's, it. You have to spend four to get four out of it, so you're not up any mana, and when you do that, you're actually down a card. But if you pay two and then wait till the following turn and pay two, then you go up four. So you're you're essentially giving yourself time and a card to get a burst of mana. You're investing those two mana for later. I understand that it, it's good because getting four red mana is good, but it doesn't actually make you any mana. 
That's a that's a tough include, and I'm sure I'm sure in this deck though, you're gonna want a burst of mana like that. So it's fine. You also wanted to talk about mana crypt because we're not playing any soul ring. Yes. Instead, we've got mana crypt, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's like ninety dollars. What gives?" And then you, you, I think that you hit the nail on the head. The the reason why you play mana crypt instead of soul ring in a deck like this is because it lets you turn one Zerzoth. Yeah, mountain mana crypt. Tap them all, Zerzoth, turn one. So and, you can start swinging turn two. And it immediately puts you on your game plan and could hypothetically possibly take your opponents off their game plan or just totally fuck them. Because it's hypoth- it's possible. Because Zerzoth is a devil. When he attacks them, they're all going to draw cards and then discard at random. Well, the, the people we attack are going to draw cards and discard at random. But yes. Like, you attack into somebody who maybe they... Maybe they let it slip. Oh, this is a loose include, and you attack them, and they randomly discard their their second land. Yeah, Unless a loose they, keep. You mean yeah, like a loose keep on an opening hand. You know, you might just or you hoop you're, somebody. You're, right? you're playing in your known meta, your your play group or whatever, and oh, that's a combo deck. You attack the combo player, and you you actually get it because it's random. You get their combo piece. You get that tutor that they were going to use to find it. Yeah, it, it's very and, very strong. And in in medium level commander where this deck might exist like turn one Zerzoth turn two attack how many people are going to have creatures to block with like oh. nobody and even if they do how many people are going to have creatures that are bigger than a 2-3 yes virtually none yep. and, and Zerzoth doesn't have to hit you he just needs to attack he just needs to be tapped and attacking so okay he's very good on turn one. So you said Pyromancer's Goggles, too? You, you said that one already? That we're going to talk... Well, just because we have a bunch of rituals, and later on we're going to get into a bunch of instants and sorceries that we may or may not want to play twice at the same time. Yes. Pyromancer's Goggles will give us that versatility. It taps for red. When you spend that red on an instant or sorcery, you can tar- or you can copy it, right? And that's why it costs five. Yeah, so it's yeah. fine, though, because if you, go, if you go Pyromancer's Goggles on turn whatever, three, four, five, whatever, you go battle him for red equals five and you copy it you all of a sudden you got like 10 mana right or 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 eight mana whatever because the original battle him costs two yeah but eight mana for the price of two (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) it's not it's you're not laughing at that and then jaya ballard i think is the last one worth noting in the ramp section she's a planeswalker for red 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 two five loyalty plus one Add red, red, red that you can only use to cast instants or sorceries. That's fine. Plus one, discard up to three cards. Draw that many cards. Very good. Minus eight, you get an emblem with. You can cast instants or sorcery cards from your graveyard if a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard. Exile it instead. All of those are relevant abilities in this deck. Yeah, for sure. Last one I want to include in the ramp section or mention is Ruby Medallion. Just because it's one of the most expensive cards in the deck, it makes red spells cost one less. It's part of a cycle, the Medallion cycle. Not available in foil. Bullshit. Only ever printed in Commander 14, and then only some of them were reprinted in Commander's Arsenals, and before that it was only available in, I want to say... Was it Tempest? Or Mirage? Tempest or Mirage. Yeah, Tempest I'm not sure. or Mirage, they're old, yeah. We could look at that. That was Tempest. Tempest, yeah, you're right. So like 22, 17 bucks, whatever. And you know what? Hey, other thing I wanted to do, big shout out to to Ian and Jonathan. Jonathan, our new editor, I'm sure he's going to be scrambling to try and fit on all those cards that you like smashed out of your mouth like all in a row. (laughs) I hope so. Just just chill out, Jonathan. You got this. We believe in you. We do.
Oh, okay. you, you know what? I want to jump right now. You talked about Pyromancer's goggles. Why don't we move to the the copying, doubling? Copying is fun category. We've got four more cards there. Absolutely. We have the first one is repeated reverberation. Repeated reverb. That is two, four mana, red, red, two. Copy something twice. So it's reverberate. But repeated. Rever it's reverberated reverberate. Yeah. Reverberateception. Reverberated reverberation. That'd be a fucking card that they like would never type ever. Unglued eh? card. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. So you copy something twice. Always very powerful. How about Primal Amulet? I like this one. This is instant sorcery. Costs one less. Cool. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery, put a charge counter on it. Then if there's three, you flip it, and it flips to something that copies, right? It flips to a land that taps for one mana of any color. If you use it to tap an or play an instant sorcery, you copy it. Oh, it's like uh, Pyromancer's Goggles. Yes. Yes, except for any color. Hypothetically, you could pay it and it played in any color. And you don't you need to. to flip it once it's got charge counters if you want to take advantage of the discount, right, on on casting instants and sorceries? It is a May. Ah. You could just keep your stuff is cheaper thing and, and I, I don't know. The, does it, do, you do you really want to do that? I just pay the one extra well, to get Well, you know the, what? I know that instants and sorceries, like, and we're playing the copying ones. I know with Reverberate, the copy and buyback one, if you make it cost less and you're... you're copying it and a ritual that gives you the amount of mana that you right you can go infinite i know that i know that you can do that with reverberate and, and rituals anyways but this makes it easier so you might not want to flip it i guess yeah. yeah if you can copy reverberate infinite amount of times to make infinite mana you don't need to flip it to copy something else <laughs> <laughs> that's very true yeah anyways how about marari yeah hey have we played this before i was just gonna say <laughs> is this the first time ever that we've played this card I think it might be. I think it might be one of those, not a relic of the past, one of those cards that people just forget about because there's so many other things that it kind is, of do what it does. It is a relic in that it was from from the vault relics. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I thought you were just going to give me silence <sighs> and edit some crickets in. <laughs> <laughs> this is a five-drop legendary artifact. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, pay three. If you do, you copy it. Now compare that to Pyromancer's Goggles. <laughs> You can tap it for a fucking mana <laughs> and copy a thing. Yeah. Whereas back in the day for the same cost, for the privilege of copying a spell, you had to pay three. Oh, more. dude, I remember in Odyssey Blocks, Odyssey Standard with Torment, the black set, the set that Cabal Coffers was in, you could Cabal Coffers and you could like mind rot somebody or corrupt somebody because you could make such huge mana. And mind rot was like, oh, not mind rot, like mind sludge opponent discards a card for each swamp you control and then copy it with Cabal Coffers and Mirari in the mono black control deck. Oh. Discard your whole hand. All right, I'll guess I'll just play the draw game and you can continue discarding your whole hand because I'll just draw more fucking mind sludges until I find corrupt. Then I'll copy my corrupt with like 14 swamps on the battlefield. <laughs> Take 28 or whatever. I guess I win. <laughs> that was that mono black deck. Worst. Oh my god. <laughs> I played that deck. It was of course, awesome. Of course you did. Dude, that's why I got all my, my foil cabal coffers. Coffee. Well, there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about increasing vengeance, Ryan? This is copy a thing for red red, buy or flashback, red red three, flashback it. When you flash it back, you copy two things. Copy well, you, it twice. Yeah, you copy the thing twice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dig that good. one. Yeah. Okay, so now we're copying stuff. How, let's talk more about how we're going to get things back. Maybe not necessarily our spells. 
how we're going to get stuff back. And then we're going to talk about the stuff later. We're going to tease people with what we're actually doing. Yeah, because with what we're doing, we're going to want to get things back. Okay, so let's, let's, let's see what we got. We have a backdraft Hellkite. This is Flashcaster Dragon. This is Snapcaster, Snapcaster Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> flying whenever it attacks. Each instant and sorcery card in our graveyard gets flashback. Cool. Fucking cool. Battle him. Get a bunch of mana. Attack. Battle him again. Get a bunch of mana. I suppose. Yeah. Just attack, then battle him, and then battle him again for a bunch of mana, and then use that mana to play all your shit. Yes, that's what I mean. I like the way I said it better. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Both scenarios were, were getting lots of mana. Yes. <laughs> Good. Now, a way to... Something that works really well with Backdraft Hellkite is Felden of the Third Path. Yeah, Felden. He's he's a 2-3 three for 3. You can pay red to tap him, put a token into play that is a, a copy of something in your graveyard, right? Correct. Yeah, so you just get your whatever thing back from your graveyard. It gains haste. you got to X out at end yeah. of turn. It's an artifact as well. I'm not sure if that actually matters. In not this in this deck, deck. But sometimes it can. Yep. Also in that art, it's Santa Claus holding a woman's face in his hands. You know, he's badass. Badass Santa. Yeah, Mrs. Claus just was, he was messing around with that fucking dentist elf while he was out delivering presents. And he got home and he wasn't having it. Nope. No. Maybe that's a new Santa Claus, um, one of them special robots, you know, with... Uh, I think we're talking about different things. Finale of Promise, Ryan. Finale of Promise. Oh, baby. I like this card. I got a foil of this one that's trying to find a home. This is a sorcery for Red Red X. You may cast up to an instant or sorcery from your graveyard with X or less in its casting cost. Up to one instant and up to one sorcery from your graveyard. There it is. Converted mana cost X or less. For free. For free. Just for free. And if X is 10 or more, copy them. Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we'll just go back to Battle Him because it's just easy one. We got five creatures. Battle Him's in our graveyard. We go Battle Him. And then we, we fucking use that mana to cast the Finale of Promise. And then we can cast it again from our graveyard for free. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if we just happen to have lots of devils and creatures or extra mana that we can just dump in that, from our lands, we can cast Battle Him twice. And make a ton of mana. These are all little tricks that I may or may not have pulled off in Zada before. <laughs> Zada and Zerzoth, they're kind of... They both start with a Z? Yeah, they're... I was going to call them scissor sisters or butt buddies, but they're a brother and a sister. They're a boy and a girl. Gross. Yeah, we're just going to move on. All right, how about Mizzix Mastery? Oh, baby. Also has a Z in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You exile an instant or sorcery from your graveyard, you can cast it until end of turn, right? For free. Yes. If you overload it for red, red, red five, you can do that with every instant in sorcery. So literally spend eight, cast everything in your graveyard for free. Ooh. What the fuck <laughs> were they thinking with that card? <laughs> they were thinking, who's ever going to have eight? C commandy players. Yeah, but this is before they started thinking. Oh, no, wait a minute. This is a commander card. <laughs> commander 2015. I and thought the, that it was a fucking. The goblin that, that, that shall not be card. named. He shall not be. Let's move on. Moving on to Perpetual Timepiece. You put two cards from your library into your graveyard? Yeah, you mill yourself for two. Oh, okay. And then the other one is to, to exile it, and you can shuffle any number of cards from your graveyard into your library. I'm guessing that's graveyard hate hate. That's my guess. Because we are going to use our graveyard as a mad resource in this deck, 
and there's graveyard a lot of, hate hate yeah i understand now. so like if somebody goes goes to tormon's crypt you or whatever give you all bajuke you can sort of have a chance to rebuild or if you're wheeling 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 you're gonna mill yourself you can perpetual time piece all your shit back oh yeah yeah, so there's, yeah you don't get bajuked and you don't bajuke yourself yes <laughs> <laughs> you don't accidentally go for the uh What's that fucking guy that everybody hates so much? Thassa's Oracle? Yes. You don't go for the Thassa's Oracle in your mono red deck? No. By just drawing yourself to death because you're not going to win. Oh, man. Is there a way that we can make that work? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not yet. Not until Commander Legends, Ars- Legends comes out. Then we can just play any partner we want. And just, oh, yeah, blue. Oh, no. I was going to say, like, play a different color card in my different color deck. <laughs> give it time. You Give it time. Give it yeah. time. That was for free, Wizards. Now, we've talked about this one several times at length. We all know how good it is. It's Underwear Breach. Underwear Breach, it lets us cast stuff from our graveyard at the cost of exiling stuff to escape it. But as as every time we talk about it on the show, there's something new and exciting to say about it. You know, I just noticed today that that isn't a pillar of flame shooting out of the ground. It's a rift in the like the world opening up and hell's coming out of it. And that guy's going, oh my God! So it's even more underwear breaching in it yes because like you're taking that flaming dump and it has ripped your underpants and it is over now (laughs) which is just what your opponents are doing whenever you cast this card we may or may not be discarding a lot of cards in this deck as to fuel our escape cost for underwear breach and if i can just cast battle him or mana geyser just Fucking over and over and over and over. <laughs> mana Geyser gives us a mana for every tap land our opponent's control. What's oh, yeah. the average amount that you get on that? 15. 15. And if I've wheeled and I, I've got 12 cards in my graveyard and I can just go 15 mana, 15 mana, 15 mana, 15 <sighs> mana. Fuck it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Dude. It's, it's it's fine. Then Finale of Promise. You don't even need Finale of Promise. No. You just get something into your graveyard after you've gotten 15 mana a bunch of times with underwear breach and then you just cast it out of your graveyard with all that mana yeah where's electro dominance is it in this deck i don't think so that probably should be how about volcanic vision i don't even know what this does you give this one a read this is a sorcery for red red five return target instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand when volcanic vision deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to each creature your opponents control then you exile it Ooh, we got some big creature yeah, we got some big shit. Well, that's that's inst- gonna that's gonna kill some stuff. Instance and sorcery is what we get back. Oh, and we've got some big ones of those too. Okay, good. We'll read our last one. This one is on theme: Wildfire Devils. Wildfire Devils is a four-two for four. When it enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, choose a player at random. That player exiles an instant or sorcery card from the graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast that copy for free. All right. So we're just it's again we're just gonna get something right for, for free. Yeah. You know like. Whatever, it's fine. All right, we have enabled things. We're going to talk about all of the cards that draw cards, and then we're going to just fucking wreck people. Yeah. Because we got 15 cards that draw cards. 15 cards in red that are going to draw us cards or draw cards adjacent. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? They're, those things are Valakut Exploration, Thrill of Possibility, Temple Bell, Pirate's Pillage, Merchant of the Veil, Magmatic Channeler, Ignite the Future, Howling Golem, Gyre Reach Sanitarium, Forgotten Cave, Fateful Shadows, Faithless Looting, Cleansing Wildfire, Cavalier of Flame, and Cathartic Reunion. And those things all do something fucking sick and say draw a card on them. Of note, of note, we are playing Howling Golem. 
Give yes. that piece of shit a read. Howling Golem is a 2-3 three for 3 whenever it attacks. Each player draws a card. Or blocks. Attacks or blocks. Each player draws a card. Right on theme, 25 cent on common from Dominaria and that board game game night thing. Yeah. I thought it was only from that. I was like, we are not playing this piece of crap. But we are. <laughs> and it fits in the deck because whenever it attacks. Or blocks. It's not fucking that player's turn. Yeah. So they're going to draw a card and we're going to get a devil. <laughs> yes. Or whenever they attack us. Everybody else is going to draw a card, and we're going to get fucking devils. <laughs> oh, man, it's perfect. I love that include. Yeah. Oh. I like it lots. Uh, yeah, That's sure. a good one. And there, there's lots of other stuff. Cavalier of Flame does a ton of stuff. It pumps your team. Yeah. It does damage. It lets you discard cards to draw cards. But those are all there to draw you cards and fuel the rest of the stuff that we're yep. going to talk about. Uh, of note as well, we're playing a Forgotten Cave in the draw section, but it is a land so is Gaia Reach Sanitarium. We're going to have a little bit of a discussion on the modal double face cards, and I think those cards are in that discussion as well because I think more often than not, Forgotten Cave is a, a card draw spell. You're just going to pay red, especially because we got all those rituals, burst mana where we want to find more of our, our air quotes, chaos category cards. We're going to try and rip through our deck with a lot of the draw stuff to find what we're going to call the chaos cards. Yes. So should we go there? Do you, well, do you want to have the modal double face card discussion now? I guess let's do it. We're playing thirty four air quote land in the deck. Yeah, thirty six if you count the forgotten cave and the guy who reached sanitarium. Thirty seven if you count the primal amulet. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So lots of land. Five of those lands are, I believe, all five of the available mono red modal double-faced cards from Return to Return to Return to Zendikar. Okay, so we've got Kazul's Fury. That is the fling, the three-mana fling with yep. a with a red on the other side. Yep. Shatter Skull some, Smoldering? Smashing. Some, smashing. I knew it was something smashing. I like smashing. I want to smash. That's a, that's a two-target fireball, for lack of a better... Yeah, and it's the pay-three life on the other side to get it. Yep. Okay. And then we got Song Mad Treachery. That's the five-mana... Threaten effect. Get your get your opponent's guy. Give him haste. Attack with him. Uh, spike field hazard. That is the one damage to each thing. If it's killed, it gets discarded. One damage to one thing. If it's killed, it gets exiled. Oh yeah, that, yeah I, see, I said all of the things correctly in my head. And Valakut Awakening is the last one. And this one is a good one. This is the three mana instant, instant. speed. Instant motherfucking instant. Put any number of cards from our hand on the bottom. Draw that many cards plus one. Nice. So it replaces itself, and it replaces every piece of shit in your hand with potentially less shitty things. Yes. Okay, good. Very good. So we had a little bit of a 10-second discussion on the pre-show yesterday on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, go over there and subscribe. It, it, it will behoove you to do so. Where we talked about do we replace lands, spells, and if, if in your case you're replacing spells... Do you feel like you're running too many lands and these are just like jankier versions of other things that are better? Or in my case, do I still have enough lands? Because I straight up cut fucking basics for these <laughs> in every deck that they're going in. I know they're going in every deck. Mm -hmm. I think that's the that's the thing that comes up for me with these is they're going to become these. Well, I don't need to run five basics. I can run these five cards because they're all 
better than basics, which they're not when you're looking at land. To Correct. get some kind of, they're not marginal, but you're getting a, a, a possibly powerful effect. Yeah, the, the, land. the effects, the effects are real card effects that you would run, right? There, there's one of them in green that gives a plus one plus one counter to something, and plus one plus one counter is a thing we want, but it's not necessarily a uh, worth a card in my deck, right? Fling is worth a slot in my deck. Threaten is, let's call it selective wheel of fortune is worth a spot in my deck and like over the last month content creators and authors and writers and and theorists on magic have beat these to death i wanted to talk about it a little bit differently because my take is just fucking axe the land right and the strategy i'm going to use is these are always going to be a land unless it's late game and i don't care about getting more land right and that's Fine. My way of looking at them is that's four shitty tapped lands yes. that you can't rely on in the first three, four turns of a game. So now you've, correct. now you've drawn Mountain, Song Mad Treachery, Spike Field Hazard, card, 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 card. You can't keep that hand now. Yeah, well, what if you what if you get your Mana Crypt and your Kazul's Fury and you want a first turn Zerzoth and you can't? And now you can't, right? And I'm not I'm not telling I'm not telling Gary to change the deck because I like the inclusion of these and we are running 26 mountains. We should know too that we're playing a Valakut the Molten Pinnacle. <laughs> yes, and none of those other things are mountains, by the by. You're and right. there's no blood moon to turn them into mountains either. And you know what? This is this is something that I want to address real quick. Is I hear, I hear all the time, and I read all the time. Well, if you're not running basics, you're going to get bent over to a blood moon, or a back to basics, what have you, right? It's kind of the functional equivalent of like saying in commander the format that we can play literally any land we want. I don't think there's not one banned land card. Oh, um, Tolarian Academy. Sure. Sure. We can play any land we want, and somebody's like, oh, I can't cast this red, red, red thing. I can't play this red, red, red card with casting cost, red, 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 and its mana cost. I can't play that card because red, red, red on turn three or four is too hard. I I think that that train of thought in two, three, four color decks when you can play every land is bogus, and I compare that to, oh, I want to run more basics because Blood Moon exists. Really? There's like 25,000 magic cards, and I know Blood Moon is one of the good ones, but I'm not scared of Blood Moon because if I just happen to run into one of the 25,000 magic cards that exist and it shuts off a portion of my strategy, great. That's why anybody would run that card. And these modal double face cards being non-basics on the back doesn't scare me because Blood Moon exists or Back to Basics exists or Rising Waters exists or whatever. But would you ever run one of these over a non-basic? Would you cut a, especially not in a mono-color deck, let's say you're playing these in a three-color deck, do you cut a filter land for one of these? No. I and don't then think, I you're don't in think... trouble because now people are going to start running things that affect your non-basics, like Cleansing Wildfire or Wasteland, yeah. and now they can take you off color, right? Like, If I had an, an excess to the point of it doesn't matter, of, of cards that can produce any color I need or multiple colors in a two or three color deck. Yeah, I could see myself cutting a non-basic if it didn't have any other effect, like a filter land or whatever. I could see myself doing that to fit in an extra spell slot. I can see myself cutting a different 
comes into play tapped land, like in my Zata deck, I would cut maybe Dwarven Cavern, Dwarven Mine comes into play tap, but I can sacrifice it to get red, red. But it can also come. Oh, no, I'm, I was thinking of a different one. I was thinking different Dwarven thing. Yeah. It comes into play untapped if you have a couple of mountains. Oh, I also play that. Yeah. I wouldn't cut that one because it gives me a token. Yeah. But the one that comes into play tapped, I got to wait a turn before I can get red, red to get my my money back out of it. I guess I would cut that to to possibly run Valakut the or sorry uh, Valakut Awakening. Sure. And it's a tap land or it's a tap land. How many times do I sacrifice Dwarven Mine to get red, red? Not very often, and the upside of the front side of Valakut Awakening is way higher than a burst of red, red. So now that we have that out of the way, that yes. they're worth playing and they're cool, and here's and, and some expanded thoughts. We'll yeah. continuously be expanding our yeah. thoughts as we play these more. Here's the thing that I kind of don't like about these is I feel that they might be one of those really cool set mechanics that you only see either on Zendikar or worse, in this Zendikar, in this set, right now. So if we don't see them again, if you get one that's really, really good, like I think the the white one, the white Boltland with the sweeper on the other side, yeah, really good. The green one that uh, digs you to find a creature, yeah, very good. Valakut Awakening, very good. All Mythics from a set, very tied to the set that they're printed in. If yep. they become all of a sudden, well, I'm playing red, so I have to play Valakut Awakening two years from now, that card's going to be like a lot. Yeah. And I don't like to see those. Here's a, here's a cycle of staples that just, it rubs me the wrong way. And I'm not saying don't play them because don't, you know, teach you, them you a can't, lesson. You can't, you can't let it rub you the wrong way, though. You just have to, oh, that's a good card. And, and and that's where you leave it. It's a good card. I would want to play that. And if you want to play it and spend the money in a couple of years from now, either buy it or don't buy it. And you have to leave it at that because if if you always said, oh, I hate when they print powerful staples that you must play with mechanics tied to sets. Because if we say that enough and we hate it and, or dislike it enough, they'll just they're gonna stop doing that. Day and, one, and they're that's, gonna. Start... That's a hundred percent incorrect. That is not right. They will never stop doing that, fucking ever, <laughs> under any circumstances. Well, then you can't be mad about it because that is just what magic is. Then, and if yeah. you like magic, you you'll accept that that's what it is, and you'll be you'll get excited about the next good card that's coming out. Or at I, least you should. Well, I'll buy them because I have to because this is my job. But there are I just don't like anything that's a barrier to entry. And if this becomes a barrier to entry because it's just better than a mountain, now you've got a fucking $25 mountain. I don't think it... And I, if you want to tune your deck, it's got, oh, are you playing Valakut Awakening? Yes, I'm playing Valakut Awakening. We get to the spice calculator and we don't include Valakut Awakening anymore because it's the new fucking Sol Ring. It's in... <laughs> Every deck that plays red. I just you're, don't you're like be, that. You're being excessively negative. I don't think it'll ever get there. I don't think Valakut Awakening is that good. Why wouldn't it? Well, because... Why wouldn't you run Selective Wheel over Basic Mountain? If you're not afraid of anything that kills basics, and you're there's no reason to not play it. Because well, it comes into play tapped. That might not be something my deck wants. Or I might not care about... This deck wants to go fast, dude, and it's playing five things that are basically irrelevant effects in our strategy, and they all come into play tapped, except one of them. Yeah, and that's that's why we're talking about it. That's why we're talking about it in this deck. That's why we chose this deck to talk about this in, because we're, we're playing those things, and the deck wants to go fast, and we're saying, is that right? 
because no, they it's all not. come into play tapped. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's not. So that's that's my point. Is is the Valakut Awakening? Maybe it doesn't belong in this deck. The front side, the effect does because uh, cats out of the bag. We're playing lots of wheels in this deck. We do want that in a wheel deck. Yeah. Right. But if we want a wheel on turn one instead of play Zerzoth, or we want a wheel on turn two after Zerzoth to get a bunch of devils. We only a one. M- maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Maybe maybe that doesn't go in here because it comes into play tapped. Yeah, it's poopy. And if if I had the choice to play Wheel of Fortune or Valakut Awakening, you know what I'm playing every fucking time. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, and th- the difference, of course, is that's $200. Yeah. And that, y- you could consider that a barrier to entry because it's $200. Well, but it you is. Could, but you could also say that, you could also say that, well, Valakut Awakening on turn two or three does a pretty good impression of Wheel of Fortune. Super good. For me. And it's like three bucks, yeah. so maybe it's not a barrier to entry. At least now, and yeah, the other today th- it's not. I'm just worried. Like again, I say like you look out of the future. Like I can see these already being those ubiquitous cards that are just cards, there. cards that you should own if you want to play the com- the commander format. Yeah, and it and it 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 dilutes the 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 creativity because everyone's like, well, I gotta throw this in, and you just yeah. start seeing it in every deck like Sol Ring. That's the thing that I worry about the most. It's just cards that just show up all the time. Because honestly, I don't think in any green deck, there's any reason to not run that Recollect that's a land. The Recollect that's a land. Which one is that one? The re- green two return a card. Oh, in your oh the, the, the regrowth. Why not play it? it? It Green is ramping hard enough. It doesn't care if you have a tap land, especially if that tap land gets one of your green things back because your green thing is always going to be better than any other color yeah, of thing. If, that's if, you're, if your if tap or if your regrowth thing, your, M, your, your modal double face regrowth gets you back a ramp spell it just kind of pays for itself yeah yeah like it's, and i it's think just, that that's fine in that one that one you that one's uncommon so yeah be. i was gonna say you don't need to be worried about that one because yeah. it's uncommon and that one having no ties to any plane or whatever oh no it, it's 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 got a it's got a name plane thing well you know what anytime and they do it all the time in commander products they they print tokens in the commander decks all of those tokens are always double-sided so they could fit in modal double face cards in in those products, I suppose. Yeah. Whether they will or not, because I mean now they're yeah. connecting the fucking commander decks to the plane that they're on. So you know what? Um, we're we're gonna yeah, see we're, we're more of these on, yeah. in in Kaldheim. We're gonna continuously expand our kind of our mental vocabulary on these cards because yeah. there is so much to to think and say about them, right? Yes, there's a lot going on there. That's. That's round one of That's the round double one. Face well, card. you know, hey, you know what? YouTube segment round two. We're gonna do it. There we go. We'll I, just talk about it more there too. Sure. I don't even hate. I don't. I don't hate them. I don't want anybody to think that I hate oh, them. Oh, I think they're fucking good. I just don't want them to become this ubiquitous. Like, oh, here they fucking are. They're in every list we talk about forever. Yeah. I well, then we just start to... like saying, yeah, we're playing these in the land section. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Three cards in the protect yourself category. I think that there should be one more. We'll talk about it in one second. We're playing deflecting SWAT. Yeah, that's the free one. Pyroblast. F's a blue thing. And Young Pyromancer. Yeah. Uh, I guess because we're playing instants and sorceries a lot, we, we're making blockers. We're making blockers. Okay. Now, what should be in here as well, I know it costs six, red, red, four, which is my favorite mana cost, because <laughs> you know it's going to be something awesome. We should be playing the Rager. The Rager. Geode Rager, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> That's, that's a that's a it goads or something, right? Yeah, we play a land and it goads all the creatures that target player controls. So if there's somebody that's gonna swarm in and fuck your life up, you just play a land, gold them. 
cool. then they can't hit you, and it opens them up for you to beat face with Zerzoth. It gives you somebody to oh, attack safely yeah. with Zerzoth every damn turn. Yeah, and it incentivizes you to play them mortal double face cards face down as yeah. a land. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think that would be an amazing card in here, and I think that they became cheap. I think they were 15 bucks at one point, but I think that they have tanked now that people can actually buy those commander decks. Excellent. Yeah, so pick one of those up. I think it has oh, a... Oh, yeah, because it, 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 it was a Zendikar Rising commander deck exclusive. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I think that's a cool card. Let's talk about the chaos. The chaos. And you know what? I love it because it's not traditional, I'm going to make a chaos deck. <laughs> yeah, this isn't actual chaos stuff. It's just... Read the first card at the top there. Chaos Warp. Chaos fucking Warp. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Chaos Warp. Yeah, it kills a thing. They reveal, sure. Divergent Transformation. This card is a CEDH card. Let me tell you a quick story about this before we tell everybody what it does. Sure. I've been looking for a home for this in some of my more casual decks since I got one. And I just haven't found the home yet. And I'm so happy to see somebody playing it. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like this one. Red... Seven. Six. Jesus. Red six. Fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> Undaunted. This was from Commander 16. This is a cycle that we forgot. That's fine. That's fine, yeah. yeah well, I it costs it. one less for each of your opponents. So if you've got three opponents, it's red uh, three. Neat. That's a good price. Math is pretty good. That's a good price. What's it do? Exile two creatures. Ooh. For each of those creatures, its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they hit creatures. So it polymorphs two things. Neat. Yeah, it's a CEDH card because you polymorph down until you hit your Thassa's Oracle and your whatever the fuck, and then you win the game. Of course. Yeah. Your leveler. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you, Jesus Christ. Why is that? What the fuck? Yeah. CEDH players, what's the matter with you? It might not be leveler. It'd Why be, wouldn't it be leveler? It, well, because You it immediately might, win the game. It might be something that lets you search for Demonic Consultation, which does the same thing. And Demonic Consultation's an actual good card where Leveler's like, eh. But Leveler just wins you the game. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Yeah, so does D-Consult. D Hypothetically. But you got to resolve that shit? Oh, I don't know, I man. suppose. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta I don't know. CEDH players fill us in. Let's keep going. Dragon Mage. That is Wheel of Fortune on a 5-5 five, five for 100 mana. Yeah. How about Dream Shaper Shaman? This card should just have the fucking eggplant emoji on it instead of the picture. G well, give us a read. I love this card. It's a 5-4 Minotaur Shaman for red 5. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay red 2. Sacrifice a non-land permanent. If you do, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land permanent card. Put that card into play and the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. So I love cards like that. It's because just it just polymorph, kind of? It just... You know, I got some extra mana. It's Fuck turn it. nine. We're hanging out. Fuck this thing. Fuck this devil token. I'm gonna one yeah, you. Yeah. I'll, I'll move to my end step. I'll pay three, and I'll, I'm gonna go get a beer. And when I come back, I'm just gonna fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's cool. Like, there's no telling what you're gonna get. It's it's a fun card, and I love cards that are fun. Yeah. And everything about that card is fun. Okay, give us the next one. A Tali Primal Storm. Whenever he attacks, you just get to cast the top thing at everybody's library for free. How much does it cost, Ryan? Red for <laughs> every time, every time. Fireflux squad. What? I don't even know what this does. This is from Commander Twenty. It's a good ass card. Okay. Four three for four haste human soldier. When it attacks, you may exile another target attacking creature you control. If you do, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card, and then you get it tapped and attacking. Right. Yes. So it just polymorphs again. So you reveal you you get rid of your shitty devil token. Yes. 
and then get a you put something else fucking in. dragon mage. And since that thing's attacking with your Zerzoth before any of that other shit happens, everybody's already drawn and discarded at random. You've already got a fucking devil token you can chuck with it. Hell yeah. And with your mana crypt, that's on turn two. Yeah, like y- you you put the Fireflux squad ability on the stack like on the bottom so you resolve it last. So when you attack, you get a devil and you you attack with Zerzoth and Fireflux squad and you would resolve Zerzoth's get a devil thing first. And then you would resolve the sacrifice a creature to polymorph down to get a different creature by sacrificing Zerzoth's devil that you already have from resolving that ability first. And then you can polymorph down. Because they're all on when attack, right? None, yeah. of, none of them are on de- dealt damage. So you haven't moved past declare attackers where, where all those abilities trigger. And that happens on turn two. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, well, it you might not have your Fireflux squad on turn two, but you might. You might. Because it has haste. Yeah. You play you play Mountain on turn two with your mana crypt and you just play it and fucking swing in with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good deck, man. From the Ashes is the next card. Yes. Fuck that card. It should be Ruination. It destroys all non-basics, and then for each land they search for another one. I think I think you want to exile your own lands or, or destroy your own lands to find basics out of your deck. So when you're revealing down to permanent cards in air quotes you have a smaller chance of hitting other land. Nah. Ruination. Ruination. Got it. Ruination. There's too many people playing fucking Lotus Cobras and Valakut Explorations or whatever the hell that other card's called. Or whenever. There's too much landfall going on for you to be giving people 10 free land. Yes. If you Especially wanna... me because I don't play basics. <laughs> because modal <laughs> double face cards. Fuck the world. See, it's basically Ruination. And it costs the same. Yes. But play they... them both. Yes. Fuck yeah. There it is. Hazaret's Undying Fury. Shuffle your library, then look at the top four. No, exile the top four. You can play or cast. You can cast Cast. any of them without paying. And if they're lands, you can play them. Converted mana cost five or less from among them. Okay, so we're just shuffling and getting free shit. And then it doesn't, your lands don't untap. That's like Bontu's Last Reckoning, but red. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Magus of the Wheel. That's a wheel on a dude. Reforge the soul. That's wheel, but wheel for less if you draw it. Surly Badger Sore. That is whenever you discard a card, if it's a creature, Surly Badger Sore gets plus one. Counter. Yep. Whenever you discard a land, you get a treasure. Yeah. And whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land, it fights something. That's a cool. So you it's wheel surly. Away, you wheel away your seven cards oh, and turn it into like a five-five. Yes, with wheels. Make a bunch of mana and then just fucking punk something you, you could rip through your entire deck with that if you just continuously discard your lands to wheel effects with surly badger sword and you always are drawing more cards if those cards are wheel effects and you just discard fuck that's a good one that's a good ass yes it's a solid card and everybody out there has it because it's from commander 2020 that's it that's a good one Transmogrify. I th- I think that Gary Hewitt actually has a, an altered art one from our our Facebook auctions. Neat. Yeah. Cool. Transmogrify. That is that's polymorph, right? Exile a creature. You sh- you reveal down to you hit a different creature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh every Thursday on our Facebook page. For there it auctions. is. Maybe I'll paint a transmogrify, or a wildfire eternal. Yeah. This is afflict four. So when it when it becomes blocked, right? Defending player. Pays four life. Loses four life. Yeah. 
Oh, so they can take one damage from it hitting them, or they can block it and lose four. Now, why would they want to do that? When it attacks and isn't blocked, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand for Mother Ass free. Yeah. I love when Mother Ass is free. That's why it gets blocked. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good-ass card. Now, let's get to the most exciting category. It has my name in it. Yes, the Brando removal the Brando section. Removal. And let's talk about the first card in the Brando removal section. I'm so proud I'm having an impact on the magic community as a whole because it is the greatest, most efficient, most sexiest, most friendliest card in the history of the game, Brash Taunter. Brash Taunter. You didn't even throw in a mother ass I thought you were going to. Just... <laughs> No, he didn't. Brash Taunter. Five drop, one, one goblin, indestructible. When it's dealt combat damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent, and you go red two tap, and it fights something. Whenever it's dealt damage, period. Whenever it's dealt damage. Yeah, it's not combat damage. It's just whenever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got a 40-40? Nice 40-40, bro. What's up? Yeah. You want to <laughs> you wanna stand that over there, right? Yeah. Because you're not going to hit me with it. <laughs> well, no. And even if you don't and you kill player two, I'm just going to fucking fight it and kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brash Taunter. Don't forget, you can get them FusionGamingOnline.com. I know that they the last time I checked, because I was looking for some to paint middle fingers on, <laughs> they had the regulars, the extended arts, the foils, and I think like the date stamped ones too. So get them FusionGamingOnline.com, CCO promo code, CCO Fusion 5. Get them 5% off your Brash Taunters. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, next up, another Brando special. I, how many games have I, how many spells have I countered? With this, right? how many how many times have you have you gone like uh, mana? What's the tapped land one? Mana geyser into into comet storm. Oh, several times. Several times, yeah. yeah comet storm. It's fireball, but fixed fireball for everybody, and it's an instant. Oh, it's so multi kick good. it just to every other opponent you want to kill. I'll do this. Don't do that. No, I'm doing it. I super wouldn't. Well, I'm still doing it. I'll comet storm you to death. <laughs> oh, God, that's a good card. F you, Jesse. He is the one that I do it to more often than anybody else. Fall of the Titans. Fall of the Titans has got Surge. Something about teammates? Red XX. It deals X damage to each of up to two target creatures and or players. It has Surge X, which is you can cast this card for it. Or Surge Red X, sorry. That means if you or a teammate, in this case just you, have cast another spell this turn, you can cast it for its surge cost. That's what surge does. Oh, yes. So it just it, it surge is essentially doubling the fucking size of it because you're eliminating half of your X component. Why do I know what surge does, but I can never remember what fucking menace is? I don't know. Maybe you had some trauma when you were a kid. What life is this we're living? <laughs> Fiery confluence. Oh, baby. Sorcery, red, red, two. Choose three. You can choose the same one more than once. One damage to each creature. Meh. Two damage to each opponent. Yeah. Destroy an artifact. Possibly good. Oh, yeah. Choose three. That's a good one. Fling. F throw something at somebody. It hurts them. Grab the reins. Steal something. Hit somebody with the thing that you stole. You can entwine to do both. This is an awesome card. I don't think enough people are playing. Good on you, Gary Hewitt. It's Hate Mirage. Choose up to two target creatures you can you don't control. For each of those creatures, you get a token that's a copy, and they gain haste, and then you then they eat shit after. Yeah. You just like it's it's almost like double 
double threaten, right? Yeah, sort for, of. For like one more mana. It's incredible and Bruticlad. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Incite Rebellion. What the heck? Okay. For each player, Incite Rebellion deals damage to that player and each creature that player controls equal to the number of creatures they control. Oh, it's a hell of a card, that one. Yeah, so if you've got like a 20-token army, just take 20. Yeah. And all your tokens take 20? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Insult to injury. Okay. Damage can't be prevented this turn, and injury is a sideways graveyard one. Deals two damage to target creature or player. Now, I wish Insult was a fucking instant, because not only does it say damage can't be prevented, it also doubles the damage that, is so that sources you control. Oh, yeah. I want that to be an instant so bad. Yes. Because I yes. want somebody to attack me when I'm sitting there with my brash taunter. <laughs> I was going to say you could cast it after no blocks, but oh, sure. Always, nah. Oh, you got the, the taunter on the mind. Oh, when there's a taunter the, in the deck, that's the only thing I focus on. How I can, you've how got I can that kill taunter with state taunter. of mind. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I, can, I can Comet Storm for 20, and then you for 20, and then Brash Taunter for 20, and then 20 you again, taking you from 40 to zero. <laughs> Brash Taunter is the greatest creature of all time. Oh, man. Speaking of Comet Storming for 20, Leyline Tyrant can help you do that. Yes, and Leyline Tyrant is the little bit of a combo with Braid of Fire. Remember, cumulative upkeep, get a red, and you got to use it during your upkeep because mana goes away at the end of steps and phases. But with Leyline Tyrant, he's a 4-drop, four 4-4 four, four flying dragon. You don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end. Ooh. When Leyline Tyrant dies, you may... Pay any number of red. When you do, it deals that much damage to any target. Cool. So you can save up all your mana, and then you can just kill your Leyline Tyrant yourself and get all that mana if you just got to off somebody. You can use it politically. You can stash all of your Braid of Fire mana in there. Very excellent. Very, very cool card. Yep. I like and, that a lot. And it just lets you save all your red mana. So yeah. if you just want to spend some of it like tomorrow. Why not? Why tomorrow spend being today, next which turn, you can spend tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's not usually how red thinks. Red no. is usually like, oh, "Fuck it, I want to buy it now. I don't care if it's not on sale." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But sometimes you can't afford it right now. You got to wait for your ma your mana confluence to uh, yes pick up a little bit. Yes, your braid of fire. Sorry, braid of fire. Yeah. So is that the deck? That's the whole deck. Wow. So we wheeled, we drawed, we drew, we copied. We graveyarded. And we slapped the shit out of people. We stomped dinks until they're just dust and dirt. Yep. Very we crushed excellent. them into dust and threw them into the wind. Oh, you just vegeted me. There it is. Don't Google that? I don't even know what that would mean. Was there anybody in Dragon Ball Z that kicked more actual ass than Vegeta? I don't know. I think he's got the most body count. Especially yeah. if you include like the, the tournament after... What was it after the cell games, like the next tournament when well, yeah, when he just like when he blasts the side of that stadium out? <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah, those people are totally fucking dead. He's now. blown up whole worlds. I guess if you count worlds, then probably Frieza has the highest body count. I guess. Because Namek and, and But let's just count like actual asses kicked. I think that Yeah, Vegeta. Vegeta. Actually... I think statistically Vegeta does hold that. He might have lost more fights, but man, oh, he you, beats no, you more know what ass. it is? Named characters. That's what it is. The death count of named characters. It's Vegeta. Shit, yeah. yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah. You notice in season 1 or like like the Saiyan Sega or the Vegeta Sega like, like way back in the 80s, the size of Vegeta's neck versus the size of Vegeta's neck now. <laughs> <laughs> 
strengths and weaknesses. So I think biggest thing, biggest thing for us is, is we want to focus a lot of the cast and the YouTube content around what's fun. Mm-hmm. What's fun and our audience is is interested in having a good time when they sit down to play Commander, whether it's with us or otherwise. Correct. Strength. We are playing cards that we love and we're doing it in an arrangement that is unique and fun. Yes, this I think that this deck would be a great deal of fun to pilot. And I think that once you get over the initial shock, it just you accept that your game plan isn't probably going to go the way that you planned it. <laughs> it's fun because drawing cards is fun. And you get to draw seven new cards every turn in this deck. Get them with that Dragon Mage, I'm telling you. And it, it's fun. It, it's a good time, and I think that everybody, if you don't like that, because it, it, it throws you off, but enjoy it, man. It's, it's fun. You get to see all the cards in your deck. All the cards in your deck yeah. are fun. That's why you're playing them. Good stuff. Yep, I love the high-risk, high-reward nature of the deck uh, and magic in general. That is one of the reasons that I like to play red or like to play graveyards because it is a powerful way to play, but you can just get bent over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody will punch your dink right out the back of your butt. Yeah, the old uh, Leyline of the Void turn one. Ooh, not so good. Good game, Zerzoth. Yeah. Good game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Slaps Lips. I think we've already been over this. We can make a ton of mana, and we can sink it into, like, Leyline Tyrant, or we can sink it into Comet Storm, or any of our X spells. We can do that. Or we can chain rituals together to make tons of mana and just wheel through our whole deck, especially with Underworld Breach. It uses Slapped Lips to sink ships. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought Brash Taunter State of Mind was the T-shirt quote of the day. No, we're gonna slap lips to sink ships. And then if we ever did a charity drive, we could say for the kids. <laughs> All right, card draw, card advantage for days in red. I think they've. I think Wizards has. Uh, I'll say solved the red card draw problem from. A few years ago when we used to say red can't draw cards, we're still not really drawing cards. We have to discard them to draw them. We have to exile them. We have to do some hoop jumping. But, uh, you know, we we do love a good hoop in CCO Nation. And this deck certainly finds a way around it by, as you're getting those chaos draws, as they're called, you have a lot of mana to then play those spells. You don't have to just... Chaos draw where you exile things like chaos draw three. Is like, oh fuck, really? I need both of these, but I only have the mana for one. Yeah. Not today. Not today. <laughs> we got baby. all the mana to play three. Because you need one and two, and three makes it the mana to play both of them. Yep. Shit, yep. yeah. Very excellent. Okay, moving over to the weaknesses. We we touched about the modal double face cards. Are they spells? Are they lands? We've got sort of thirty-four lands, maybe less. Yeah. If they're if we're if we're face upping the modal stuff, if we're discarding the forgotten cave, if we're always tapping the guy who reached sanitarium to draw. If you're going for that turn one Zerzoth, you're down five land. At the very least. Never yeah. mind Never mind the Valakut tapped, the Forgotten Cave tapped, right? Possibly Castle Embrith tapped. The Fabled Passage tapped, the the Gaia Reach Sanitarium that only gives you colorless. Yeah. So if you're wanting to get your commander out, your two, three, four drop commander out as early as possible, gotta you got to run basics or, or untapped lands. Yes. So I guess, I guess that is... Another kind of more fuel to that conversation, right? Is how early do you want your commander, and and how how relevant is your commander to your strategy? Truth that is going to affect how many modal double face cards you can play. Yes, and what, that's and some I, that's some commander tech shit right there. And I think one of the things that we haven't touched on enough in this episode is while the deck hums along just fine without Zerzoth, the deck runs way better with him. 
Yes. Because now you're fucking with what your opponents are doing and you're building up a little blocking wall that will keep you alive. Yeah. Yep, we yep, all remember yep. how good Mog Fnatic used to be. Make him every turn. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of not having Xerzoth or Xerzoth dying a whole bunch, the lack of mana, we're not playing Solar Ring. I think it's probably a mistake, and I know we're not trying to optimize the deck, but it's probably a mistake because, like, it's it's arguably the best card in the format. Why would we not play it? There's almost zero downside. Power 10. Yeah. Yep. Does it run out of steam? Does it run into the aggro problem? That's the question. Are there too many tapped lands? Is that how we solve that question? Or if we randomly just don't draw a wheel when we're trying to chain wheels, do we run into that problem? I play decks that are like this, but not like this, where let's call it Omnath, right? You can run into all of your payoffs for ramping or all of your ramping, and unless you have a mixture of those two things, the deck doesn't really do yeah, much, and, I, and this deck could hit this as well. I think that I think this deck does have a good mixture. The, the card amounts are probably correct or close to, but you still can you still can draw into the wrong side. You get everything, but you don't draw your card draw spells. Uh, Bryon Stardarm is notorious for this. I can draw all of the six and seven drops that I have in the deck to fling with, but, ooh, fuck, none of the ramp that is in there because it's a Boros deck. It needs ramp, You right? can't play them, yeah. Yeah, and, so... And you could hypothetically Xerzoth yourself also. As much as we don't care about <laughs> Zerzoth it Xerzoth myself, that is dirty. <laughs> you could 100% turn one Xerzoth, boom, swing in, and you discard your one recycling card. Ooh. Or that... Just the one. And anybody who's ever resolved a gamble with seven cards in their hand... And, and you, got it. And you discard the card yeah. that you find... It's the worst feel. That's the worst feel you can have. Oh. It is a good laugh when you're playing with your Well, that's the there. high risk, high reward, yeah. right? You get yourself with your own damn gamble. Duh. I've done that before in Zada, like with 10 cards in my hand, and got the <laughs> fucking one I needed. God damn it. <laughs> She's pissed off about it all over yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay. Budget. And this is where it gets a little bit wonky, is Architect is not accounting for the price of something or a combination of things and i've tried using like their their different price things where they're like not capturing cards or capturing cards so anyway i used tcg mid usd dollars freedom money gold eagle bald eagle piss currency 120 dollar deck wow let's just pretend that's what it is okay four most expensive cards mana crypt at 86 freedom units Whew. Valakut, 28 freedom units. Wow. Ruby Medallion, 17 bucks. We're going back to that. That's a lot. Give us give us more medallions in Commander Legends. They have to. They have to. Right? They have to. Yeah, they'll be there. Deflecting SWAT, 15. Could be could be the, the Zendikar trap one. If somebody casts a blue spell, you can cast it for a red it instead of... It could be of... a red elemental blast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 15 bucks for, for deflecting SWAT. Sounds like something else. Deflecting what? Anyways, um, what? We're talking about different things. Oh. Anyways, you cut all those things. We're saving $146. So the total budget for the deck, minus 26. This deck will pay you to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make $26 by playing this deck? Oh, fuck yeah. Incredible. Yes. That We've is... taken budget to a new level. Magic now makes you money. Wow. Do are we MTG Finance, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Zerzoth Zer 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 
Finance Cast. Oh shit! ZFC. Oh, we have leveled ZFC up. Seal. Oh man, first we become official content creators. Now we're Magic Finance. Oh man! Holy shit! That is it. Wow. So the deck is budget, I guess, is the point. If you wanted to, if you wanted to add traditional Wheel of Fortune, like. Wheel of Fortune proper? Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. so budget. You're going to triple the price of the deck. Yeah. But, I mean, it's probably the best version of Wheel, right? It is. Well, that's why they call it Wheel, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yep. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spice Calculator. We talked about this in the hints for the pre-show. He Zerzoth is number 23 on the list of mono-red commandies. Puts him right below Bosch, Iron Golem, and right above... Zero land of the claw? Yeah, it's some Mirage Dragon that you'd never play. 201 deck lists, an average CMC of 3.43. We didn't even talk about that when we were talking about land and double face cards. If the average CMC of this deck was like 1.9, sure. Fuck, 34 lands. Totally cool. <laughs> but not so much. Yeah. It's like triple that almost. Or double at least. Okay, tutors. I don't think we had any. There aren't we? any. No. no. Yeah, no gamble, no nothing. I think, and and Zada can attest to this, and you've played a Zada deck, when you're ripping through your deck. Oh, yeah. And you, and, and there's enough cards where you just don't give a shit about that, especially if you have an Underworld Breach, because you're going to find that, and that's just going to be the one that you don't discard until you want to cast it and you just get everything back. You don't need tutors in this deck. No. You've got like 20,000 card draw spells. If you wheel four times in a game, you're probably going to get the card you want. You're probably going to win if you can wheel yeah. four times. Yeah, you're probably going to have won. And you're strategically making your opponents discard at random right on your fucking commander. Yeah. You're probably going to win. You'll probably get there. Yeah. For spice calculator purposes, 40 cards different than the stock page on EDHREC.com. Hell yeah. Lots of devil tribal, which... I think is when it when Zerzoth came out, it was like, oh yeah, we got a devil commander, devil, 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 right? No. Red devil, red devil. Not to be confused with white devil from Ace Ventura 2. I don't remember that. <laughs> white devil, white devil? No. Okay. Well, maybe you'll have to watch that. Lots of wheels. Wheels. When I saw, when I looked at the EDH rec page, I did see wheels. And that is maybe the tie into this where we're going kind of big mana and finishing out the game with X spells. Wheels and devils are what the every person is doing. So when we type it all in, 40 individual cards, different cards than the stock page on EDHREC.com, including Ricochet Trap. That was what I suggested instead of Deflecting Swat. I didn't remember the name, but it's Ricochet Trap. Okay. So... Punch it all in, we get a spice calculator rating of 58.4. Very good. Yes, pass the 50 test. That's important. Very important. I think that I would like this kind of deck. I have a Zata deck, as everybody knows. You like this kind of deck. It plays a lot of cards that we both like. Big thank you to Gary Hewitt for sending it in. Gary Halfwit, if you will. He is full-witted if he expects to play this deck to any reasonable amount of success, or he would have to be full-witted. Jeez, this would be a hard one to play when you're just hammered, eh? <laughs> You're six beer deep trying to play this shit? Oh, my God. Yep, yep. Resolving wheels and stacking triggers with your fucking whatever that card was in Zerzoth. Oh, Which one does it go where? The, oh, yeah. You just, and you play, against, you play against the guy that's like, what order do you put them on the stack on? 
Oh. Right? No, it's it's that's not the way to think about it or make people think about it, you bunch of jerks. It's just like, how do you want them to resolve? Yeah. How do you want them to resolve? Just resolve them in that order. It doesn't matter what order you put them on the stack. Stop, stop trying to trick people with the weird rules. Yeah. Don't don't give me your thoughtful bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, Ryan doesn't know what that is, and neither should you, nor should you. But there are people out there that know what it fucking means. All and right. they hate it too. Good. They're triggered too. Ah, good. I love hating stuff. Fuck. I have negative two armor and that's good. <laughs> That means. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The point right. is, this deck is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Big thank you to 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 Gary again for sending it in. We got it from the preferred deck list on the Discord server. That's that's one of the benefits to becoming a patron at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Give us your final thought of the day. You had a good vibe that was that was deleting arena. <laughs> My good vibe is throwback to to my son's birthday party today. I'm going to drink some beer, have some cake. I'm going to drink beer. He's going to have cake. I might have cake too. (laughs) (laughs) We're having Thanksgiving. It's Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Hey, yeah. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the nation. It'll be over by the time you hear this. But frick. Screw that. That's still awesome. Rebecca's making a 900-pound ham. I think it came from a fucking dinosaur. Oh shit! Yeah, it's big dino ham. Dino ham. That's what that's what they call me on the internet. <laughs> Don't Google dino that ham. under any circumstances. Holy God! <laughs> thank our glorious overlords and sponsors. Big thank you to uh, I'll thank Ian and Jonathan for all of their work that they've been putting in and all of their communication t- with with us to make sure we're apprised of all the stuff that we're they're working on. Give us our final thought of the day and thank the sponsors. Mono red decks are always my favorite decks like this, even more so because they play all sorts of super exciting things that prove to all of the naysayers out there that red is not just about turning things sideways and doing three to stuff, because I think that that's a bad way of looking at the color, and I think there's a lot more nuance here than people give credit for, so good on ya, Mr. Dimwit, we really appreciate you letting us talk about your deck today. Halfwit. Halfwit? (laughs) Halfwit, Dimwit, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I'm the king of the nation. I'll call people what I want. Yeah, F that guy. Yeah. In any case, also big thank you to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs and our glorious overlords. They help keep us in cards and on the air for all of you so that you can have us into your ear holes and your eye holes and whatever other hole that you like to put the show in each and every week. We would not be here without you guys, so thank you so much. And we will be back next week with another super exciting deck on another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>